0: Hi, everybody. This is Gary Mance.
1: And Suzanne Mitchell.
0: We are Mance and Mitchell in your ears via our telephone here in Sarasota, Florida. But we've got somebody special waiting right there in the studio. Eileen Grimes has come in hour early. Very nice of her to do that. We're going to get to her just in a moment. We're going to do some astrologies talk here. It's going to be fascinating, including how to read your own horoscope. Do you get the paper? Do you go online? How to Read Your Own Horoscope for Maximum Benefit. That's going to be a lot of fun to talk about, and other things that only Eileen Grimes can bring to our attention in her unique way. But first, let's say hello to Mike Roberge. Mike, how are you doing today, the dude?
2: Well, the dude is trying as hard as he can. Uh, we seem to—technical glitches seem to be following me. Nothing, of course, as dramatic and as catastrophic as last week, but uh, at least we got that one checked off and. the— uh, I apologize that we have to put you on the phone, but our Skype connection is just not up to snuff, and uh, we will figure that one out, too.
0: Okay. Suzanne and I are a little bit in the Charlie Brown mode. We've gone trick-or-treating. We're looking at the bottom of our pillowcases, and we're saying, I got a (laughs) rock. Suzanne, it's really a a kick in the pants whenever we get together with Eileen Grimes, and I'm so happy that she joined us in the studio before she does her own show, The Jupiter Rising Show, very popular around Puget Sound, amongst those who take the metaphysical view of life, and astrology in particular. And Suzanne, you looked up how many times Eileen has been on the show. It, It seems that this is Blackjack Day for her.
1: It is. It's number 21, The first time she was on was in August of 2007, the year that we started uh, with KKNW. And our first show was on a Tuesday called Give and Take with Gary Mann. And in 2007, Eileen came on in that uh, August time slot with us at noon on Tuesdays. And she was our, our guest and later became a sponsor of the show. Now, of course, she has her own show, Jupiter Rising, which follows us on Saturdays, and she's just a success story at KKNW, but she started with us um, when we started. We're in our 13th year now, and uh, she started when we were pretty much brand new within the first few months, and now we are lucky enough to have her as a guest on our show.
0: And so, welcome. This is... Twenty-one times, and every time a good time. Eileen Grimes, welcome once again to Manson Mitchell. Oh,
3: Twenty-one times? I can't believe it. That's amazing.
0: That's a lot of water under that bridge and a lot yeah. of experience. Eileen. no
3: kidding. that is a have lot of
0: fun. You're smooth. You're exuberant on the radio. Does it ever get tiresome for you? Because you always seem like you're having a good time.
3: No, it really doesn't, you know, because I think it helps having a really good co-host as you know. Uh Doug Johnston's so good and he's always ready to crack a joke and even if I'm flipping out over something, uh he seems to say something that'll loosen me up. So, um I love I love being um I love doing the work I do, but I also love it, you know, putting in the humor as well cuz humor is so important. It is so important. So, it's just awesome to to be able to lighten things up that way. So, yes, um, I've been enjoying this ride for the last, how many years? 21 times. I just can't believe you counted them. <laughs> That's so funny. <clears throat> we,
1: we track everybody pretty closely, Eileen. We have eyes and ears on you all the time. Uh, I
3: see. Okay. You
1: know, you, you've been doing astrology for a, a long time, and uh-huh. you're doing it full time now. At, at one point, was you were getting better and better at it you were holding down a a regular j-o-b yeah and uh and now you're doing full-time astrology do you ever get surprised these days when you pull up a chart and you see something and you go oh my gosh
3: almost have uh, you
1: seen everything already or is there still surprises for you Uh,
3: you know it's um I, you know, sometimes I kind of look at a birth date and I kind of know where the planets are going to be based on generational influences like Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, but the rest of the stuff I'm not going to know about, you know, the Venus and the Mars and the moon and, you know, that kind of stuff. So uh, most of the time I can kind of figure it out, figure out what's going on with a person and kind of analyze it before I get to the chart and I'll I'll be able to pick out the certain things that uh in the chart that I would have thought of. But there was a gal, let me give you an example. I did some readings the other day at my athletic club. There was a gal that has seven planets in Virgo. <laughs> and I just went, "Well, what can you say about that?" You know, um and I was just taken back about five or six times. It was a wow moment to look at her chart. You know, and um, seven out of ten planets is a lot. So, and
1: uh, what kind of a person was she? From just knowing her as a casual friend at the athletic club, would well, you? You obviously couldn't guess there would be that much Virgo no, in her. No, but then after you saw it, did that it make? sense to you or were you thinking it didn't make sense oh yeah
3: it definitely made sense you know and um, I was kind of going through her chart with her a little bit about it and she says yes 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 that's all makes sense and I I was going to tell you all you have to do is look at Gary and magnify it seven times you know, because oh my he, <laughs> God, that should
0: never be inflicted upon the world.
3: <laughs> well, incredible. I mean, it really was. And, you know, she had the sun and the moon and Mercury and Mars and all the all the personal planets in in Virgo. And I thought, well, just how interesting do you, of a time do you have when you're analyzing yourself a lot? and she says oh you have no idea i said yes i do have some idea <laughs> you know because seven planets is nothing to sneeze at you know and there oh. there's been very few times in our history that you know when planets end up all in the same sign one time i remember is in february 1962 when i think eight or nine planets were in aquarius <laughs> and i thought anybody is born under that is going to be a walk-in <laughs> you know it was going to be kind of alien-like you know and they are they're just completely outside of the norm you know that's normal for for aquarius but you know, to see that many planets you know in one sign means you're very concentrated in what you do you concentrate your energy in a very small range of experiences so they all have like, like experiences between the planets, you know. So um, it's not somebody who's got a planets all over their chart, which means they are diversified in their interests. So, you know, I think That's she,
0: interesting, Eileen. You're bringing back a memory. When I, am, I was going to a particular church in Seattle, uh-huh. I made friends with somebody who was on staff at that time. Right. Very lovely person. She left Seattle to go to Boulder, progressive lady that she was, and I presume she's still there and living happily, I hope. Mm -hmm. The the reason why I bring her up is because I saw her as somebody who was skittish and definitely a compassionate person, definitely Mm -hmm. living in the world of ideas, wanting to to do right by people, but she seemed to be perpetually tentative. Mm. And I thought, how interesting. This is a very quirky personality. I like her, but I'm not quite sure how to relate to her. I'm pretty well grounded, though. My moon is in Pisces. It's not like I can get weirdly spiritual and and be a metaphysical seeker. I'm proud of that side of myself. Sure.
3: put yourself first in a relationship because that's one of the things that Libra is really learning about is to learn through the mirror you know and um, so they don't necessarily have a perspective all on their own but once they have um, somebody in front of them interfacing with them they can bounce off their ideas with somebody and the ideas bounce back and then they can get a sense of themselves so it's always like looking in the mirror so it, it does sort of create a false dependency but nonetheless, that's how they learn, you know. And uh, Aries is exactly the opposite sign, which is learning all by itself, you know, it doesn't need anybody else to learn. So um, you have to juxtapose the polarity points, you know, to see, you know, the difference between the two. But Libra and Aries are quite, quite different in that way. But they're both learning about something for the first time because of the signs being cardinal. You know, and cardinal is a new phase of orientation or evolution for the person, so they're learning all about the principles behind that sign. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> seven planets and Libra. Yes, I can see why they would. You know, they are known for being indecisive. Why? Because until they get your opinion, then they won't have one. <laughs> so you see, it sort of works out that way.
0: Yes, very much on the one hand, but on the other hand. But then on the third hand, <laughs> but let's look at the fourth hand.
3: Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm naming all the planets, actually. Yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> And
0: Libras can be very, in fact, typically are quite diplomatic. Yeah, oh, for sure community. they are.
3: Yeah, they have to be. I mean, they're the greatest in relationship counseling because they understand both sides of the coin, you see. You know, they understand your point of view and the other person's point of view. So it's an equal thing for them. That's why it's the scales, the balance point, is getting both people's perspectives, you know, and understanding it and reveling in it and validating it all at the same time. So, yes, that's very interesting. Seven planets. Wow. That's like seven planets in Virgo. Ugh. You know, it's really... It's weird. I can
0: tell you something about Suzanne Mitchell. Uh Oh, she She is the whole package. She is a self contained behavioral unit under herself. (laughs) (laughs) In in a way, it can be challenging working with a Suzanne Mitchell, but at the same time, there's a lot of fulfillment because if we look at it astrologically, Suzanne is born in Aries.
2: Yeah.
3: right she does have that i remember that
0: so that's going on but she does have the fire in the belly to get things started let's get things moving right what's great about suzanne unlike the characteristic or stereotypical aries which will be great at getting things started but then uh, i don't want to deal with the details somebody somebody else can handle the details right suzanne is extraordinarily detail oriented and why because her virgo rising makes Uh her that
3: way that's right is an She could let a lit a fire under you, couldn't she? You know, come on, and get with it. Any time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. It's one of my chief jobs. I believe it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she signed up for that.
3: Yes, yeah, she did. But I think that's the thing about partners and relationships is that when you look at a chart and you see what's going on, you see what's going on as far as their relationship issues go. And then they, you see what they've attracted to them. And you take a look at that chart, and usually, it's for you, it's like this, but usually it's sort of like we bring in the, um, um, like there's the, the, how do I say this? Okay, so you say you have three points in the same thing. You have the fourth point that comes in through the person. So it, you're bringing the mirror in, no matter what the mirror is going to bring to you, but it also has to do astrologically with, with whatever is being brought to you and the lessons you're going to learn. So, um, I mean, I can think of all the relationships I've ever had. I mean, that, you know, I've always brought in somebody who bring me a really intense lesson. Thanks a lot, you know, but I do. And so, um, and the lessons, the more intense they are, it means the stronger the baggage is in your system that um, especially if it's communication issues, that means something about your own way of communicating is something you have to work on this lifetime. So what are you going to do? You're going to draw somebody to you who who communicates for a living or is a teacher or or something like that or is knowledgeable, you know, so that it, it will boost up your own ratings, you know, with the other person, but also boost them up as far as their evolutionary process happens. Does that make any sense? (laughs)
1: Eileen, when it comes to couples, do you find that uh, when you're looking at people's (laughs) charts, is it more a matter of opposites attract or more a matter of like attracts like? Do you find more fire people with fire people or do you find, um, uh, let's say, the opposite? For example, my brother's a Libra. I'm an Aries. We're opposite right and yet he and i get along very well
2: sure so
1: what what do you find in the in the charts of couples are opposites good to get together or is it better to have somebody that's got a similar background as far as compatibility goes
3: okay um opposites are good because essentially you are learning what the other person already knows from that person does that make sense so if you're an Aries and, and you have, say, um, somebody's a Libra, you're going to be learning about relationships through that person, which is something that every Aries could learn how to do, you know, because once they get into relationships, it's always about me and them and me first. <laughs> well, I'm not criticizing you, but that's just kind of how it seems to happen. So opposites can work very, very well. So... um and my uncle and aunt that were married for like 60 years, they were opposites. They were Aries and Libra. And um, she was an Aries and he was a Libra. So he was very gentle and very sweet to her. And she was gung ho, you know. And and But they lit a fire in each other, you see. You know, the opposite always seems to do that. Where you don't have something in your chart, the other person will make up for it, will bring in that extra, that extra energy into the person's life. So that it makes a complete circle, in other words. So say you have a ton of planets in Libra and Scorpio and stuff, but you don't have anything in Aries, but you have a thing called the North Node in Aries. Well, if you have a North Node in Aries and you attract an Aries, you are going to learn all about your potential and your evolutionary process through that person. There's no doubt about that. So... That's one way, and I think that opposites always do work. But also there's other things called transits, you know, where you're having a Venus transit or something is transiting over your Venus, and you're wondering why you attracted all these same type of people to you. That's usually because of the transiting planet. If it's a Pluto transit, that means they're going to be all Scorpios that show up at the door and going to be teaching about deep intim- intimacy. Well, you know, again, it depends on where you are in life. And it, where you are heading in life and where you're going to be right now over the next, you know, five, six, seven, eight months to out to a year. And if this is going to be the year of your relationship, chances are you've got a transit that's happening. Now, I know I made this more more complicated by bringing this up because it, it's not just a matter of opposites or like. You know, it depends on the individual, you know, what they're going to be going through. If they're going to be having, say, they have a transit to their son from, you know, the uh, outer planet, they're going to bring other people with the same sun sign to them, you know, because they're going to be learning from their own their own stuff, you know, and that will be mirrored back to them. Remember, relationships are mirrors, and how whatever is attracted to, that's what you have to work on in your life. That's all I have to say on that. <laughs> well, that's
1: interesting.
3: Yeah. yeah. hmm And it depends on the time of life. And what you're going through, I mean, you can see sequentially you have events going on in your life, like you're working on your career. Everything else seems to be working well. Then the next thing, well, what's left? Well, if you haven't had a relationship in 20 some odd years, you're likely going to have one because somehow it's kind of interesting to draw a second person in to your to your life and and have it be t- times two, Okay. So if you're doing your life as a single mingle and then you have to find out what it's like to work in a a cooperative environment in a relationship, that's going to really help you understand other people, isn't it? You know, by having a relationship that reflects that.
1: Well, that describes my life because Mm -hmm. uh, Gary and I were two people who got together. Neither one of us had ever been married before. Uh And I had spent quite a few years being happily single and a career woman. Right. And I had I had sort of given up on even finding anybody. Right. And and when I get when I met Gary, it was like it was it my life became about what it was about to be part of a couple as opposed to being a single person. Right. My my life was very different as mm-hmm. a single person with a, with a career and, you know, living that particular way.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then when I met Gary, then it was like, this is a completely different way to live Yes, when you now have an, an, another half, another yeah. person that you don't, you know, have to think about, but you want to. Yes. I want to think about the good for this other person right. who I'm in a relationship with. And it's a very different way of looking at the world. I I said to a friend of ours here in Sarasota that you learn different lessons being single yes. than you learn being in a relationship. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. You have to think everything times two when you're in a relationship. So if you have actions and responsibility for those actions in a relationship you have to take into consideration about what the other person feels about it. You know, even though your area might I don't want to do that. I want to do this by myself. You know, you can sort of hear that kind of refrain in your head. But you don't do that. You stop and kind of, okay, I need to bring him into this decision because it's a big decision to make. And, and it we,
0: comes down to the most mundane details, though they're important in the moment. Suzanne worked very long hours had a lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm. She wore her hair shorter when she lived here in Florida the first time around. I've seen the pictures with her close-cropped blonde hair, and she wore sensible shoes. And then when she moved out to Seattle, she wanted to let her freak flag fly, at least as much as a responsible person like her could allow. And she grew her hair out. She had fun there. She started enjoying her femininity, just is reveling, in her womanhood, it seemed. Yeah. That's the time when, lucky me, I caught her, and she caught me. We got together, and we found that there was quite a lot in common, and we mm-hmm. saw life pretty much through the same lens. Right. There was a lot of harmony between us from the beginning. Right. But When you start to live together, right, you have to make these decisions. Oh, yeah. And it could be something as simple as, "What do you want to eat for dinner?" I don't know. What do you want to eat for dinner?
3: I don't know. You know and we That's had, the Libra, know, Libra approach. Night. Well, what do you, you, know, you want to do? We, well, I don't know. What do you want to do? That's the Libra let's, approach.
0: Let's, yeah, let's do something we don't, we both want to do, you know. And this is a woman who used to work long hours and come home. And if I recall the stories correctly, there were a lot of Boston markets around at the time. You don't see them as often as you used to. Right. And the Boston market was booming.
3: Yeah, it is completely different. And um, I think what I'm picking up about, Suzanne, is that you were in this uh, changing into the female mode when you were you were uh, feminizing your look and all that stuff. And then you met Gary, right? Right. That all happened simultaneously. Okay, so there's a there's a thing called um, preparing to mate. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of what you were doing. And you knew it instinctively. Something about, I've done everything else, now what do I need to do? Okay, I need to do something about how I look physically. And because I am a woman and not just a guy, you know, Aries women have a little bit of the masculine energy in them, but they can pull in the feminine too. It's pretty good. But when you did that, you immediately attracted the right person to you because... You were being prepared to mate. How
1: important do you think it is being in the astrological business for people to look at their partner's astrological chart to get a sense about them?
3: So important. Now, if they have knowledge of astrology to begin with, that's that's a real, that's an asset. And I have a really very quick story to tell you about because this happened years and years ago when I was counseling this couple. He was a, an Aries and she was a Scorpio and they both had, he had Mercury in Aries and Mercury in Scorpio. So these two people had two Mercurys. Now Mercury is the most important, I think, everybody's saying Venus and Mars are most important in relationships. No, it's not true. It's Mercury. Because if you don't have two good Mercuries that can communicate with each other, you're not going to have much of a relationship. So I'm looking at these two people with their Mercuries in what we call an inconjunct ap- aspect, and that's not a good aspect to have. Because the two sides don't have a way of, the way she communicated with him was through emotion and let me tell you about the pathos and all this other stuff. And he had a Mercury in Aries saying, listen, just get to the bottom line right away, okay? Just stop it. You know, he didn't want to hear all the emotions. He just wanted to get to the punchline, you know? And and so this would frustrate both of them because he would be listening to this long sob story of hers and she would be listening to his very short amount of storytelling just because he wanted to get to the punchline quicker. And so I pointed this out to them. I said, there's one thing you two can do. You can adjust yourself. You can adjust and listen to... The other person through their own ears so in other words if he was communicate she was communicating to him about her emotional stuff she could probably turn on turn on the mercury and aries button and kind of short circuit that and 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 make that story a little shorter with a, a quicker punchline, just because his attention span isn't as much as hers is and vice versa with him with her to listen to the emotions and try to to strap that on along with his Mercury and Aries and be more compassionate with her, okay? So I, I told him, that's what you probably should do and go home and see what happens. They came back the next week, and they told me, he said, that was the best thing you could have told us to do because we started to do the old stuff before, and they'd always end up in a fight. They'd always accuse each other for not listening and all that stuff. And when they started to do it, and they started going into the old pattern again, and they stopped themselves right in the middle of what they were doing and they started to laugh because they knew what they were doing was the same stuff and they forgot to strap in that other part to listen through the other person's ears. And that way, they got their communications delivered, everything was fine and they felt good about each other. And that's really the main thing about relationships, that we feel good about each other. And the the importance of, you cannot underestimate communication because that's how we deliver stuff to other people. You know, and I think that answered your question. Because it did, thank oh, you. Oh, you're welcome. Because it was such a profoundly good story and I I've told the story many times since because you know, um it could have cost them their marriage. They were having such trouble with it. And really with the inconjunct aspect, you're always trying to adjust each side to listen to the person and try to I don't know what they're talking about, but I'll see what I can do. Let me adjust. So they had to adjust their thinking so that they could hear each other better. It's really, really, it's not easy, but it's easy when you point it out to somebody and then they know what to do, you know. And then, you know, I found that they just got along a whole lot better after that. The marching
0: band is standing by for halftime. Okay. (laughs) We have Eileen Grimes with us. That's good news. 21 times now she's been on with us, always bringing her astrological insight and some good humor as well. So give us a couple of minutes. We'll be back with more of Manson Mitchell, more of Eileen Grimes right here at the epicenter of alternative talk in Seattle and all around the world, AM 1150. We'll be right back.
2: Staying connected with Gary Manson and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to MansonMitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests.
0: Here's an amazing act, here's a tremendous act, here's a startling act, the amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual, novelty act.
2: The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com, heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, or streaming live from your computer anywhere.
0: The holiday gift-giving season soon will be right around the corner. That's right not too early to fuel the open road dreams of special people in your life with a subscription to American Road Magazine. With exciting features, quality writing, and beautiful photography in every issue, American Road makes a perfect gift for road-tripping moms and dads, gallivanting grandparents, adventurous aunts and uncles. Maybe that special friend will enjoy it, too. Visit AmericanRoadMagazine.com, click subscribe. And for a limited time, you can enter the code KKNW to receive 25% off your subscription i'm gary mance i'm suzanne mitchell we're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music politics and pop culture and you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation mance and mitchell is boomer hq friday and saturday mornings at 10 on eleven fifty a.m kknw your home
1: for alternative talk in seattle and western washington
0: Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150.
1: Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest today, Eileen Grimes. If you listen to Manson Mitchell on Saturday, you know Eileen Grimes follows us directly. She's all about the Jupiter rising. But Eileen, if people would like to connect with you and maybe get an astrological reading from you, where, what is your website, your Facebook page, and any other social media or ways that people can find out who you are and what you do?
3: Okay, I am at eileengrimes.com. That's my website. We also have a website for the, the Jupiter Rising Show, jupiterrisingshow.com. And also, I'm on Facebook under Eileen Grimes, and you can get a hold of me email at uh, Eileen Grimes Astrology at AOL dot com. Thank you. You're welcome,
0: Eileen. I would like to get to the part that I heralded at the beginning because I think people will find this enjoyable and very useful. Okay. In fact, I would love for you to write a blog post if you haven't done so already. If you have, I missed it. I'll need to go look it up. Otherwise, it'd be great if you would write one sometime, How to Read Your Daily Horoscope. Mm -hmm. You have syndicated astrologers. We have Christopher Renstrom on quite frequently, and he's a wonderful, internationally recognized astrologer, terrific with predictive astrology. Mm -hmm. You have some experience in the line, to say the least, And there are others as well. Sally Brompton comes to mind. So when people read these horoscopes, I think sometimes they read them for entertainment. They don't know that there are aspects of astrology that would behoove them to look, for example, at their rising sign, or perhaps their moon placement, if they know it, Mm -hmm. in order to get a more complete picture of where their life is headed or what the correlations are at any given point in their lives based on a daily horoscope.
3: Yep, that's right. Yep. Well, let me tell you, uh, when you asked me this question the other day about this, what would you tell people to do? I said, well, you know, the best thing to do, the easiest thing to do is to follow your moon sign. Your moon sign is uh, whatever sign that you were in. It was in when you were born. And because the moon changes so quickly, it changes sign every two and a half days. That basically means that When the next moon sign comes up, like right now, I'm not even sure where the moon's at. I should have looked it up, but I didn't uh, anyway. But the moon changes sign every two and a half days. Now, the moon is important because the moon is what you emotionally need to feel secure and what you need to feel stable and, and, and just solid, you know, grounded. So when the moon is moving through a specific sign, those needs will rise up to the top of the bowl. And they will kind of sort of plumb your life out for the next two and a half days. So, I mean, that is one really good way. And I always look at the moon sign, even though I didn't do it today. Oh, follow your own advice, Eileen. Anyway, so um, that's probably the single most important thing you can. Because, um, like, for instance, when the moon is going through my sign of Virgo, I want to clean the house. You know, I want to intensify my attention to it. I want to, you know, um, what is it that I want to do? I want to, um, oh, anyway, um, I want to somehow clean it so well that it's, you know, it's spotless. So, um, and when the moon moves through Scorpio, means I'm doing deeper journey work. and, And it can sometimes feel like a little bit of a depression comes on for two days. You know, and that's just because there's stuff that's at the bottom of my soul that's trying to get up and show itself to me, and I, I generally let it, because I if I don't, it'll come back later on in a worse way. So, you know, so each individual sign is important, because those are the two and a half days that you're going to concentrate on the activities of that sign. So the best thing to do is, first of all, find out where your moon is in your chart, and You can either get a reading or uh, go on an an online site that will do a chart for you, and then it'll say what your moon sign is. And then um, get yourself a daily planetary guide, and they're usually produced by Llewellyn. They're a really good publisher. And that's an actual almanac that tells you what day you open up today's date. It's going to tell you where the moon is at. Okay, so... And that's going to probably tell you a little bit about what needs are rising to the surface, you know. And this is, these are needs. You know, the moon is about needs. You know, what do we need to feel secure and stable, you know. And I think some of the other planets are important, too. And, you know, we look at the transits of the other planets as well. But we're looking at the moon. The moon is the fastest moving body in astrology. So it's changing two and a half days. So like in two and a half days, it'll be in another sign and then two and a half days it will be in the next sign, you know, and you just kind of tabulating that and and noting you can actually maybe keep a journal on this, too, to see if you actually notice a shift, emotional shift on those days that the moon is moving through a specific sign. So, I, I mean, you just can't, you know, I can't even emphasize this enough. And I'm telling you who they're most important for people who have strong cancer in their chart. Cancer moon, cancer rising, or cancer sun. Because their ruling planet is the moon. You know, And if the, they don't pay attention to that, they're going to be really off cycle. So I've had tons of people come to me who have readings. I had one double cancer come to me. I spent the whole time lecturing her about following the moon's movements. Because it'll help her a lot. It'll get her more in cycle with herself. So that's what I would tell you about what to do.
0: I'm thinking now of being in parochial school, (laughs) and how I was just steeped in sacramental theology. I mean, I went to school across the parking lot from our parish church. Right. And then with moon in Pisces in my eighth house, no less. Mm-hmm. And cancer rising. So
3: there That's is why the, you have this. Cancer rising, ding, 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 ding. You win the and, prize. Well,
0: <laughs> and that's just it. better know how to conduct your life
3: yes that's essentially right and i think too let me add to that a little bit that when you're following your chart and you seem to be following your chart through your life you will notice that you're in sync with yourself and it feels right everything feels right whatever you're doing you know and when something comes along that beckons you to do it and it seems obviously wrong not just just to you personally but it's also counterproductive in your, your birth chart. If it's something you don't really need to do, then don't do it. You know, uh, it's, it's um, because I was I'm born exactly the opposite of you. That's the amazing thing. You and I have compared charts and I have a sun in Pisces, Moon and Virgo. And I think they're right around the same degree. So I figure that you and I were supposed to be doing a lot of stuff together, you know, because I'm going to learn from you. You're going to learn from me. So uh, it's it's really something. But um, when you have that and you have your your you'll know when something comes along, if it's right for you or not. And all you have to do is, well, I don't know if it's right or not. Well, go check your chart. See if that's something that's in your life that you have brought to you that you get to learn from, especially right. If it's really kind of an uphill thing and and there's a lot of challenge with it. You know, and that's different than doing something, having it challenging and being the wrong outcome. So, yes, I agree with that. And um, I think that um, the more we get in touch with, basically, that's who we're supposed to do. I mean, the chart says, you know, um, it's our contract with God when we are incarnated. So whatever it is that we're contracting to, we're going to draw those things to us no matter what. And if we draw the wrong things, and we'll go. No, I'm sorry. That's not part of my plan. So I'm not doing it. Okay. Okay. So uh, <laughs> you know, huh? Um, it's uh, it seems patently obvious now. And I think as I get older, and as you get older, we get more and more, you know, solidified in that feeling, you know, rather than doing stuff that we don't absolutely think is absolutely nuts to do. So yes, exactly.
0: That's why I'm selling it. I I love the idea of telling people about astrology, whether you ultimately use it or not. There are tools out there that will help you evolve your soul and enjoy your life more, be more successful. You do have a toolkit available. And Mm -hmm. what i found, Eileen, is that in a sense, it doesn't matter too much. I'm speaking generally now. It doesn't matter too much. What you choose, as long as you can live with the results, because right. whatever system you incorporate into your life,
2: mm-hmm. as
0: a psychologist said many, many years ago, if if whatever it can be, paganism, it can be right. your Catholicism, it can be your Judaism, it can right. be your atheism, right. Whatever system you adopt will begin almost immediately to
3: become operative
0: in your life it starts to become the rules of the road for
3: you right exactly oh it's interesting that this just brings up a point that i want to make that I've, i've actually worked with clients who have come to me and they're really disturbed about their family interaction there's stuff that's going on in their family and it's something they can't seem to fix and they're involved in it but they don't want to be involved with it and i look at their chart and i said you know what your purpose is here? This is what? This is to divorce your family because it's really giving you a lot of toxic information, and a lot of toxic stuff. This is because that's the purpose is to somehow move, keep yourself removed from your family of origin and create your own family. You know, sort of an aquarian type of family which is is a mix of everybody and everybody is equal, you know, when it comes to everything. And they bring an equal thing to the door. You know, and when they find out, they find the right group, usually it's a group they're looking for. They find the right group that celebrates those concepts. They'll be at home and it'll be like their old home doesn't make any difference. And their new home will be with this new group of people. And that really helps them loosen that up because a lot of people will have a lot of guilt about that because they can't feel like they can't do anything or they feel like they're the odd man out or the black sheep. They can't seem to get their nose in the middle of the, of the family dynamic and the drama. And then I just tell them, you're not supposed to be involved with it. You're supposed to be free to explore whatever it is you want to explore. So I think that's sort of like what you were saying, but a little bit different. Kind of. That's
0: a nice nuance. Yeah. I like that. And life is filled with nuances unless we're going to wear blinders.
3: Exactly. You've got a point. Yeah, you just, um, the idea here is that with astrology, and this is what I tell people when I tell cl- start classes with them, I says just you have to be careful because you're going to learn way more than you thought you were going to learn. And also, you're going to learn about yourself. And it may be a little bit, if it is something you haven't looked at before, certain dramas or certain um, baggage issues you're carrying around, that may come up. You know, and that's something you'll have to look at because when we go into astrology, when we become involved with it, I had no idea ahead of time. This is back in, this is 30 years ago that I started doing this work. And when I got into it, nobody said to me, you better be careful because you'll have to deal with all your stuff when you deal with astrology because this is the stuff you'll have to turn around and deal with with other people. And I said, well, and I thought, okay. So I did. And then I realized I am the type of person to dig deep down and find my own personal truth. And somehow that translates and transforms into work that I do for other people. So I remember one time a client said to me, I said, I don't know why I attract all these people in relationships. It's really dynamic. He says, well, you do that because you're telling us about it. So we don't have to go through it. I went, whoa, that just spun my head around, you know, but kind of like I was first through the door I went through it so I behind me I said don't do what I just did okay so it it was a a learning lesson for me but it's it's a matter of probably helping other people not have to do what you know I did but because of the experience I have I know I kind of know when I'm talking to somebody what level they are with that experience and how much further they're gonna have to go with it so yeah Indeed,
0: Suzanne, I'm yielding the floor to you.
3: She's yielding the floor to you.
1: Um, I was, you were talking earlier about how to, uh, you know, read your horoscope, and right. I think everybody quickly goes right to their sun sign. Yeah, because that's what just about everybody knows that. Yeah, not everybody knows where the other placements are. Mm-hmm. You were saying that you thought the moon was very important. important. Gary said he likes to look at the rising sign. The one thing that I wasn't completely clear about was where the where the moon is right now. You said that's in a book that you can get yes that that says this is this is the sign that the moon is in currently right. If you know where the moon was when you were born, and I believe mine is Sagittarius. Yeah, Aries I think is, that's right. He has moon in Pisces. Um, now, now you look at a chart that says today the moon is in um, Scorpio. Right. Then uh, what what are you looking for in the daily horoscope if you know that your moon is in Sagittarius or or Gary's is in Pisces, how do you use that to to help you? I, I wasn't completely sure about that.
3: Okay. Um, right now I'm going to look up. I just pulled my computer out so I can look at where the moon is right now. Oops.
0: Do the Jeopardy music. <laughs> do, 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 do,
3: do. Okay. Um, it is now November 2nd. It is.
1: Uh, yes, November 2nd.
3: That's right. All right. I have the wrong kind of chart up here. I don't need the solar chart. I need the regular chart. Okay. Okay. So hang on a second.
1: Like where the where the moon is. How does that relate to? Are you looking at where your own moon is yes. in in a transit currently, or what your where the moon was when you were born? Which is the one
3: you're looking at? You're looking at the ones in transit, basically. In transit. Yes. Okay. You are your moon your natal moon is a fixed point it's just what it is now right now the moon, right the moon is in capricorn right now and okay and it is next to uh, right next smack dab next to pluto like within minutes so it's no wonder our communications are deep today so um,
1: so thing- when the moon is in pluto today and you're going to look at your daily horoscope mm-hmm. where are you looking
3: uh, actually, I run a chart off for the moment that, um, this is the chart that I ran for just just right now. Okay, and I look at the, the, the issues with your natal moon will always stay the same. Okay, even though it may moon in, move into different signs, those needs will rise up to the bowl, kind of be on top of your own really emotional needs with your natal moon. Okay, so it's kind of an overlay. It's not a, like a fundamental complete rewrite so that's what i didn't make clear to you so like today with the moon and capricorn i was born with a moon in virgo so that's actually very complimentary to me because they're both earth moons you know so it would be very good for me to go home and obsess about, <laughs> about cleaning but it's less about cleaning than about working on career okay so the the moon in Capricorn is about furthering your career and working on um, game plans and, and lesson plans and all that kind of stuff to to put yourself ahead. You know, I'm, And
1: does that then apply to to everybody yeah. who is looking at their daily horoscope? Yes. If I if I look at the daily horoscope I'll read the sun sign. Right. But then I would have to look somewhere else to know that the moon is in Capricorn. Right. And then am I reading the sun sign for Capricorn in the daily horoscopes is that going to tell me
3: something? Well the sun sign is more about your ego and your self identity it's a little bit right, broader. But, yeah. Right
1: but if I know the moon is in Capricorn Right. Is that completely separate from the daily horoscope? Yeah it
3: is because it's Okay
1: thank you. So it, we're actually looking at two different things all together. That's okay.
3: Uh, Because the moon is a separate part. I mean, we could look under each of your planets and do that, too. But um, And you can kind of overlay that as well, like right now Mercury's in Scorpio, and and that sits in a certain place in my chart. But it's not an overwhelming need. The needs of the moon are so important because if we don't pay attention to that, there will not be any rooting for the rest of the planets. You've got to figure out what it is you want and need. And a lot of people don't know that when you ask them that. What do you need? What do you want?
1: So right now, everybody's moon is in Capricorn because the moon itself is in Capricorn. The moon is in
3: Capricorn, so the energy of moon in Capricorn is is shining down on us, and all of us are kind of feeling the need rising to the top that we want to do something with our career. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be a a layer on top. Underneath is your natal moon. It's going to deal with it in a certain way through your own natal prospect, your own natal placement. But it's going to be something that is it's an it's a priority. You know, you prioritize this like the top of the bowl type of thing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, that's
1: interesting. But you'd have to look somewhere else to find out where the moon is on any given day.
3: Yeah. Uh, basically, you have to look up up in a daily planetary guide, and they always come out okay. at the beginning of. It's an about good time to buy it. Buy it too. So they're out right now, and they're okay. they're published by Llewellyn. They're kind of a, a like an almanac type of thing with a spiral bound, and it's for the whole year. And you can look at, pick up the date and look and see where the moon is. And it'll teach you how to read it, too, because there's some stuff you have to read the symbols. So, you Dunk. know, it yeah. will tell you how to read it. They have a, an instruction thing in the beginning of the book how to do that.
1: Okay. Well, thank yeah. you for clarifying that. Because we, we wanted to tell people how to get the most out of an astrological reading. Partly, you will get that out of your sun sign. Partly, you will get that out of your riding, rising sign.
3: Right. Right. And then
1: when you go to to a different place to where the moon is, it will tell you about your needs for that day.
3: Right, exactly. The need for okay. the next two and a half days, actually.
1: Mm, yeah.
3: Excellent, mm-hmm. excellent. Right. Well,
1: we're we're just under a minute, Eileen, and I I did want to make sure that we got out your website one more time okay. and to tell people to stay tuned as we do every Saturday for Jupiter rising. Okay. Uh,
3: who who have you got coming on today? We have a gal on named Annalisa Schwartz. She is a psychic medium. She's from back east. And she's actually Doug's friend. We've had her on several times and she's really good. So we have her Ooh. on to talk about. Yeah. And so and we have other stuff going on with the show too. So um yeah. So it's cool. Oh, good. Okay.
1: Well, thank you for coming in early and Oh, and you're welcome. It was today. fun. It went by we fast. We love talking about astrology, and I always learn something. So yeah. I, I appreciate the, the free welcome. education this morning. Yeah,
3: you bet. And you can get a hold of me at, again at eileengrimes.com or jupiterrisingshow.com.
1: Well, have Great. a wonderful show today. Gary, any parting words?
0: We can't wait for visit number 22.
3: <laughs> yes okay thank
0: you all right thank you eileen thanks Stay everybody for, for tuning
3: jupiter
1: in rising have a great 15. weekend and we'll be back with you next friday